Okay, folks, here's the deal. Welcome to the show. First off, second off, um, I'm in the bedroom of a two-year-old, so uh, I'm whispering because it's one in the morning. Um, <laughs> they're not here. <laughs> it's just me. Anyway, uh, welcome to the Eric Anderson Lang Show. Very excited for today's pod, as always. This pod, the Eric Anders Lang Show podcast, is proudly presented by our friends at Precision Pro Golf. And if you go to precisionprogolf.com, you're going to get $20 off the range finder when you use the code EAL. Uh, look, customer service, they're legit. These guys are good. They're good guys. Cincinnati. Go find them. Uh, free batteries for life, two-year warranty, and a fellow golfer is always answering your calls and emails. Uh, they got the R1 range finder coming out. It's got the wind assist. I don't even know how it works, but it does. And uh, you can, uh, you actually has a thing where you can find your rangefinder. So if you lose it, it will find you. It'll range find your ass or your face, whatever. I mean, whatever you want it to look at. Anyway, wow, different subject. Anyway, uh, it's got slope and it's got GPS distance. Uh, Geronzo uh, reviews the product and says that uh, he always had wanted a rangefinder, but couldn't justify spending $450. And the RGC rangefinder, it's a beautiful piece of work. Um, he said it locks on the target. It gets easy to read. He says his hands aren't the steadiest, but I have not had any issues. Tell me about it, my guy. Um, today we're going to talk about Pinehurst, folks. Very excited. The video series is out. And uh, today is the final episode. So head over to the Random Golf Club YouTube channel. channel. Uh, and, you know, I think for me, like... You know, I'm there shooting it. I'm there watching it all happen. And then to come in and watch these beautiful edits and, you know, kind of, I think, offer like hopefully a uh, self-degrading commentary on what it's like to be out there filming and playing golf at a hard golf course from the hardest position you could be playing. Um, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting take. So check out the videos and then the podcast that we're, about to play now is Liz, Mark, and Chris all talking about their experience immediately after the round. So um, it's a good one. Uh, they they talk about, I actually wasn't in the room for it, so I'm excited to listen to it along with y'all, but um, they talk about hand to hand, how to handle not allowing, you know, you can't pick the ball up. You know, you're just playing it. You're playing it. You're playing it. You're, you're hitting that god dang golf ball until it goes in the hole which is a terrifying feeling for some of us. Um, they talk about um, Pinehurst kind of strategy here, like what's better, putter or the driver, what's more important. Uh, they talk about handicap, <laughs> reasonable conversation, and what they would score if they played it again, which I think is an interesting question. Um, and obviously for some of these guys, it was the first time really playing with a caddy. And, you know, Pinehurst first tee jitters. And what's it like to play on camera? So without further ado... I leave this show to um, the brave men and women who uh, tried to break Pinehurst. And I will say, I'll say they didn't all get broken. You know, I'm really, really pleased with how it all came out. And I just want to thank you, Cousin Mark, Chris Triplett, and Liz Breed for coming out and just uh, and just being in, you know, locked in and just staying in it. And I had a great time. Um, you know, spending time together there at the golf course and, and kind of covering golf in an unusual way. So anyway, um, I'll see you back at the ad reads in the middle of this, but for now I'm just going to uh, tiptoe around and get myself a glass of water because I'm a little botched. Hello, random golfers. I'm Cousin Mark. Uh, today we are in Pinehurst, North Carolina. We're currently in the poker room at the manor in the village of Pinehurst. Joined with me are my fellow players from the breaking series. This is Liz Breed. And we've got Chris over here. Yesterday we uh we finished up our round of the breaking series. Some of us did better to, better than others. <laughs> uh I can't switch. Yeah. <laughs> 
First off, we've got Chris Triplett. Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you got here? Yeah, absolutely. I'm Chris Triplett. You guys know that. Um, from Detroit, Michigan. Um, man, just fell in love with golf. Started playing about three years ago. Um, started with a, a Dick Sporting Goods set. My uncle took me out on the course. And then I got like the Sims last year. And then I just got like new irons this year. So already I'm three years in addicted already. Like it, it's insane. And I never thought I would love golf like this. So this has been like an amazing experience. Love being here. Number two is great. It's amazing. That's yeah. awesome. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about how did you get here, though? Like, what did you do to become a contestant on the Breaking Series? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, first and foremost, like, I love Random Golf Club. You know, love what you guys do. Um, have obviously been watching the videos on YouTube and things like that. So at the end of the Aaron Hills video, like, I caught that they were taking, like, people for uh, Breaking Piners. And like, I was kind of like fiddling with the idea, like, to should I do it or no? Because like, I'm like, I'm new to the game, so I won't like get selected at all. Like, totally like proving myself wrong. So, <laughs> you know, I submitted a video, like I'm just starting to get into like video production and stuff like that. So like I put like, my own little like spin and taste on it. And I guess like everybody loved the video because I wouldn't be here if not. Yeah, we need <laughs> but the it, video. It was awesome. We need the video. <laughs> yeah, I heard a little bit about the video. I want to yeah. see uh, it. What'd you do? Were you funny? Were you serious? I was just myself, man. Yeah. So like Dude, charming as hell. <laughs> so like this was real. Like this actually happened. So like I was doing the video and I was nervous at first. I was like, hey, guy, or no, I said, hey, Chris, my name is Guys. And they're like, wait, <laughs> no, that didn't sound right. I was like, should I use that in the video? Or and I and I put it in the video. And oh, that's so then I was just that's hilarious. myself in the video. Yeah. I mean, that's yourself though. You know, you gotta you gotta do that stuff. You yep. gotta do that stuff. So yeah, message to all the people out there, like. Whatever you think you can't do, you can actually do. Like, you just just take the effort. Like, take the chance. Man. That's awesome. You never know. What That's happens. a great story. Yeah. All right. And Liz Breed, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself yeah. and how you got here? Yeah, yeah. So uh, my name is Liz. I'm Liz Breed. Hi, Liz. Um, hi. I don't know you guys. Hi. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, I'm from Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn. Um, and I uh, got asked to do this. Um, Haley actually reached out to me through the random golf club page <laughs> very famous wow, so you got an invite. <laughs> i got invited so i'm very famous i'm very you know we we know that but um yeah so Haley reached out to me and was just basically like hey look we're doing this series and i had seen at the time it was just tpc they were kind of working on aaron hills getting it kind of you know they'd already filmed it but they were getting you know they were kind of like putting it all together so um Haley reached out to me and i was like I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I asked a bunch of follow up questions. I was like, look, I've, I've never played Pinehurst. I'd played across the street at Pine Needles. Um, well, I guess it's like, you know, 10 minutes down the road. Um, and I had known, I mean, my only, you know, kind of example or something to think about was TPC. And so I was like, what do you mean? Like the championship tees? <laughs> like, what do you mean? We're going to be playing the championship tees at Pinehurst number two. And she was like, exactly that. I was like, I'm in. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was just lucky enough. I mean, I've had a lot of friends that have either worked with Random Golf Club or Eric or, you know, somebody. Um, so it just kind of, it was just the right fit. You know, I think mm -hmm. Random Golf does an exceptional job of getting people either back into golf or into golf, period. Like, Absolutely. I think, yeah. you know, it's it's been such a special year the last I mean, really two years with golf. I mean, golf is cool as hell. And it wasn't always like that. And, yeah. you know, groups like this really get people back into golf. And, you know, I've I've been in golf literally my entire life. And, you know, to see golf now being such a more welcoming environment than even what I went through as a kid mm -hmm. is just so cool. And it's just, yeah. it's the bare minimum that I can do to participate in something like this to keep that going, yeah, you know? Absolutely. Mark. You played college golf, is that right? Yeah, so I played college and on tour. So um, I played my college golf at Kentucky. Um, I don't want to talk about the basketball game a couple days ago. That's <laughs> you know it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I played my college golf at Kentucky. So I was there from 2010 to 14. Turned pro in the spring of 15 after I graduated, and then played my last full year was 2018, and then I still play you know a handful of events. I was just at the shop right like. Oh God! Last week of September, first week of October, kind of like that mm -hmm. time frame. I think it kind of bled into into October. Um, 
played a handful of events early in the year. Um, so I still, you know, like try to keep that playing form, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I don't know, whatever. One thing I always talk about, uh, here on the podcast and with my friends as well is, uh, the pressure that certain situations Mm -hmm. in golf bring. Mm -hmm. How would you compare the pressure of some of the events that you played in as a pro, as a college athlete Mm -hmm. compared to the breaking series? (laughs) What's the difference? Um, what's what's similar? What's different? So it wasn't really like college, you know, like obviously now it's so incredible to see college athletes. One, how fucking good they are. I yeah. don't know if we can curse, but yeah, sure. kids in college are Go really fucking good now. Yeah. I mean, they were too. Like when I was playing, like I played alongside, alongside Solheim Cup participants, major champions. Like it's great. And I did that, you know, in my time on the Symmetra Tour, which is where I primarily played. But like, it's just crazy how fucking good 18 year olds are now at golf. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you feel that way about football too, but oh, like, absolutely. it's, it's insane. <laughs> um, so it didn't really compare to golf. You know, I had, I had a coaching staff that told me what to wear, where to go show up at this time. Like it was, it was amazing, but it definitely felt like the final round of a golf tournament. Like mm-hmm. it, it, you know, I, it sounds cheesy, but you know, like in my time I won twice when I was out there. So, um, for me, I did not have that same sort of like emotional roller coaster that I did, you know, like obviously I had adrenaline pumping and, you know, I've been a couple years removed from that really like consistent competitive mode. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of a jar to the nervous system yesterday, but it really did feel like a, a Sunday. It really felt like okay. a Sunday afternoon where like you have consequences if you hit bad shots. Mm-hmm. Bad shots there are a lot different than bad shots at anywhere other else. any so literally anywhere else. <laughs> literally <laughs> anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but I was also lucky that I spoke to Chris Durr, who did the Aaron series, Aaron Hills, and he kind of gave me a little insight and he was like, Yeah, it feels like a tournament round. Yeah. But yeah. I wasn't thinking like like I was like, I'm gonna cry at any second here. Like walking these grounds where legends have been you know had you ever played before with cameras in your face like we did yesterday yeah Yeah. that that i did have the the one thing though that i did not have like you know when i when i was playing and there were cameras around they would just constantly be rolling Mm -hmm. so there wasn't as much stopping and starting Mm -hmm. so that was one thing that was a little you know frustrating yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was something that you do have to like find your pace. Like you're right. not, you, you know, you have to work with a crew and it's not just somebody being like, you know, I'm, I'm locked in. I'm just live. Yeah. You know, so I've played in some tournament, some, some golf tournaments and the pressure is similar to what we did yesterday, but I had never played in front of cameras before. Yeah, and, uh, Chris, have you ever, like, let me talk to you a little bit first about, uh, okay. So you played college football. Yep. So I played at uh, Michigan State. Go Green. Um, was the kicker there. First African-American kicker actually at Michigan State. So That's amazing. That was like. So that is so special. It was. Dude. That man, is so killer. Like that was a. Like a literally changing so the game. It, it really was. And like crazy thing. So I was actually going to college to play soccer. Um, but my senior year, the starting kicker for the football team got hurt. Um, his name was Colin. Um Never and then him. the football coach just asked me to try it out. So, you know, I tried it out and fell in love with putting on the pads, you know, the lights, the cameras, the action, like stuff like that. It was crazy. So um, that's like what led me to be a kicker there at Michigan State. Yeah. It was awesome. And uh, you had to have had some pressure filled moments as a kicker. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Compare that to yesterday. Is it is it more like are you more comfortable mm-hmm. lining up for a game winning kick or <laughs> yeah that's a good question or that first tee shot the, yeah yeah first tee shot the exactly first putt. Yeah. when you hit that sick shot into oh my one gosh, yeah, that was what crazy. was more nerve-wracking i would say golf <laughs> golf for sure yeah like i feel like you can it's it's weird so like in the football stadium like of course like it's a tough like atmosphere like yeah. and like what's crazy is you can like hear individual voices like in the crowd like talking to you Definitely. like trying yeah. to mess you up some kid being like you're gonna miss hey yo you, you suck, suck. <laughs> but like playing golf and like that first tee shot yesterday like my heart has never like beat that fast isn't like, that crazy right? it was insane like what this game can do can like do to you it's, it's insane yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy I mean, it can it can make you question your 
entire Everything. playing career. Yeah, like even when you're a good player, mm-hmm. like you can be like, wait, do I know how to do? I this? don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yep. so weird. I mean, yeah, like logic can sometimes just fly out of the window. Out the window. Yeah. It's crazy. And what's crazy is so like the pressure that I felt. So backing up to so I guess how I ended up here too. So Haley. So first of all, I missed the DM from Random Golf Club. I don't know how. Wow. I saw it after. I Left missed the email. <laughs> Left on. Wow. And then uh, Haley had texted me, and I was in the movie theater. So like, she texted me, and I saw like this this random number. I'm like, eh, should I check that? I'm watching the movie. I was like, all right, let me just open it. Then I saw, hey, this is uh, Haley. You've been selected like to be a part of Breaking oh, Pine Earth. I was like. I gotta get out the movie theater. I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah. I was like my girlfriend, Stop my family. The movie. I was like, were you I, gotta, I gotta get out of here. What oh, movie were you watching? Shoot, I do not remember. It was a kids movie because I was like, yeah, get the hell out of there. Stuff. Get the hell out. So yeah. I was, I was about to go. And they're like, why do we have to leave? I'm like, oh wait, you're right. <laughs> Let me just comment down right now. It was a text. So that was a really cool moment. But yeah, yeah. I mean, his experience was so, you know, like so different. It like was. you had to, you applied and got picked. Right. Like that's. Crazy. Yeah. Killer. Crazy. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Like, Drop the video. Honestly, like, I don't know how many submissions they got, but there had to be thousands. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's huge. I still can't they believe I'm you. sitting here with you guys right yeah. now. Like, right? This whole week has like, felt I like a dream. I do that to people. A dream come true. I get it. I do that. <laughs> yeah. I a dream come true. <laughs> I get it. Dude, I get it. What's so cool too about this and like Random Golf Club is like, you know, the thought and the idea of like Random Golf Club was like literally like an idea like from Eric. And it's crazy like how hard work like can come into like fruition of like what random golf club is right now. And that's a community. Like yeah. us playing this week, like we're a family for life now. Like right. Absolutely. Yeah. this is a bond for life. And like, it's amazing, man. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Absolutely. And everybody involved. It was the, like, that's, that's what was big for me is uh, seeing how it's all, how it all comes together, mm-hmm. how the entire production team, everybody has a role and mm-hmm. it's not just, thrown together you know it's it's these guys work really hard guys and girls they work really hard to get this done and to get the message out there and clear uh for you guys liz i'll start with you Mm -hmm. what specifically is it about random golf club that drew you to them and made you want to be a part of this yeah uh great question i um it, it's just how many people like in my immediately in my immediate friend group, how special it means to like how much it means to them, you know, like RGC is not, it surpasses golf in a lot of ways, which is, I mean, the nostalgia that's in golf is there's nothing like it. Like you'll, it, that's such a unique emotional connection that you have with the sport. You always come back to golf. Yeah. You tried to leave. Right. And look at yeah. you now. You got a podcast and now you're traveling the world it's playing insane. a lot of golf. Like you just can't ditch golf. And, you know, to like have my friend group and, you know, people that have played golf when they were kids, kind of like you, they play golf when they're a kid. They leave it because they either don't have anybody to play with, it's too expensive, or they just say, fuck it, I can't. This or is you so- suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of, I don't know. Right. Well, I don't know what it I means. I was speaking for myself, so. not you. <laughs> Oh, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, but guess yeah, shot like just to score. see something that has, you know, been a part of my life for like literally the good, the bad and the ugly has been my golfing career and my not even just playing career, like just the toll that golf has taken on my emotional and, you know, like just on my mental health, both highs and lows. Um, and then to just have my previous experience and then my friend's experience and how like happy and cool people think about this whole project. I had to do it to just be like, guys, this actually fucking sucks. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, I'm kidding. But yeah, I just, you know, like to have that opportunity and to just say, hell yeah, I'm going to do this. Like this means so much to the people around me. It's going to have that same effect on me and change my whole perspective about golf. Mm hmm. Absolutely. When Haley like texts me, I was like, accept, accept, accept. (laughs) Like now, like I did not want to let that get away from me because like same like you, like from where I am, uh, where I'm from, like, I mean, I'm from Detroit. Like I was raised up on basketball, football, like typical sports. Like I didn't have exposure to like golf until like I got in college and I wish I started earlier. Like everyone says that. Yeah, it's crazy. But me playing right now has like got my family like you know okay like maybe i want to get out there on the course too 
And then, like, seeing this whole project come to life, like, that's going to be, like, okay, like, we can do this. Like, this is actually kind of cool, you know? So I think that's what the community is about. It's not just about, you know, wearing, you know, polos or just, like, that country club, like, look and, you know, talking the lingo and stuff. It's about the game. It's beautiful, man, and it brings people together. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I actually, I had, uh, this is my second time to Pinehurst. I was actually here a couple months ago. I have nieces that are twins they're uh seniors in high school this year and they won their state championship last year they actually won it again this year so killer Ooh, back yeah. to back it's so amazing. killer it's amazing like that, is- back to back. that was my opportunity to come here i got to come yeah. and watch them play and i actually got to play pinehurst number two while i was here with them That's so and special. uh i also got to go see some of the other pinehurst pinehurst courses follow them around and see them play a little bit and uh, kind of got introduced to the golf world as far as, you know, like from you growing up, I think we, we talked about this a little bit this week and how competitive it can be, how much drive you need to have, a lot of people pushing you in different directions yeah. to do one thing or another. All when you're a kid. Uh, yeah, yeah. All when and, you're a kid. Uh, yeah. Actually, the, this is how, that's how this whole podcast came about. Uh, me and Eric talked while I was down here about some of the cool things that I had done in golf. I joined an amateur tour last summer. Uh, I hit a hole in one at the cradle, which I consider a hole in one for anybody that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, if somebody gives you shit, that's, no, come that's, at me. Come, you, yeah. you want to disagree? Yeah. Yeah. Talk, yeah. to talk to Chris about you. it. You You know, like your lawyer. Yeah. Number six at the cradle. It's called the short one. So I have the shortest hole in one in the history of golf but i still count it it, I still counts. Count it. it actually says on the sign the short one but it counts so. it, it counts but, in parentheses this is where yeah. you can get a hole in one yeah. i've chipped in ones too no i'm kidding yeah getting it so yeah but there was a lot of uh really cool things that happened over the past summer for me and it gave me this opportunity to be here now yeah and it's just you know kind of come full circle now I'm working with Eric. I'm working with Random Golf Club. It's been, you know, kind of a dream of mine that I didn't realize I had. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to, you know, get and to spend golf time with that. everybody. Yeah, yeah. Golf it's incredible. It, it's so weird. You talked about that yesterday. Yeah. You're like, this is my dream. Yeah, yeah, literally. Like, it's it's so funny how you can, like, golf is one of the 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 sports that you can say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go walk where fucking... Monica Sorenstam walked or exactly. like yeah. Laura Diaz or Tiger Woods. Like, like my caddy yesterday, yeah. caddy for Tiger fucking Woods. Yeah. He said, and he said, Oh, it's just like caddying for you. And I was like, no, it's fucking not. <laughs> like don't try no, to buddy not. you up. No, it's not. Like, thanks, so, thanks, uh, you guys, that was actually, I don't know, was it an argument? Was it a discussion? Well, it's not much of an argument on my side. Yeah. How did you get, the master caddy because she didn't caddy. play me and wait what uh, she, she didn't uh i'm forgetting the game it's lonely rochambeau on top. you, know you guys are supposed to rochambeau. it's lonely on top it's like i don't know what to tell y'all i have the it factor no yeah. i was um, supposed to be here in rock paper scissors she declined because she knew i was going to win basically interesting how i still won so what happened was um <laughs> so we were briefed a little bit about how like hey we're gonna have some local caddies and that was the first thing that we were told one of them is a legend. He's caddied for Tiger. Like that was the first thing. And Chris <laughs> and, and I Liz immediately like... were like, because you had you had Hunter. Yeah. Well, in my your caddy. Group. Yeah, my caddy is uh, a kid. It's a guy that uh, I call him a kid because he's, he's half like, my age. He's like mid twenties. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he caddied for the group that I was in when yeah. I was out here in June. Yeah. And I requested to have him. That's so sweet that you yeah. got to see him again. Oh, it was That's awesome. So sweet. That was one of my really best sweet. experiences from yesterday was getting to reconnect with Hunter. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about what's happened since then. Uh, there was a funny story about when I was out here last time. Uh, it was the day that I played Pinehurst and Hunter caddied for us. It was my nieces, their twins. It was their birthday that day. And we were having kind of like a little birthday party for them cool. back at the house i was staying at cool. but the girl it was the entire uh my nieces their entire golf team was staying there and so it's a house full of 17 year old girls oh. 
and I'm kind of oblivious to other people's, you know, what's going on with them. And I invited Hunter back to the house afterwards oh. for this party. And uh, all the girls batting their eyelashes. Right. And he I don't, I don't think accent. of that. I'm just oh. like, Hunter, you want to come back? He and was very endearing. He was like, yeah, sure. Very cute. And his uh, his girlfriend actually had just passed her, I think, some nursing test or something oh, that cool. day. So it was double like me not thinking outside of myself. <laughs> I get back to the house and my brother-in-law's like, are you kidding me? You invited the caddy back here? And all these girls are like, let me see his picture. Let me see his picture. Oh, gosh. And Blonde their dads hair, blue are like, Southern yeah. accent. Their dads you are like, set him up. we have a six o'clock tea time tomorrow for the national championship. And you invite this 22 <laughs> year old. Cutie patootie. Yeah, yeah. You invite Everybody this. So, yeah, I wasn't the most popular guy at the house that night. So it was. But with the girls. With, with the girls, I was. Yeah, like, the girls loved it. The girls you, loved you it. You got out. some really good uncle points there. But also, Hunter had to go to his girlfriend who had just passed this test. I'm sure she thought the two of them were going to go out and celebrate. And he's like, yeah, you ruined it. You want to go to this uh, 17-year-old girl's birthday party? I'm oh, sure. sure his girlfriend was like, absolutely not. No. But it, it, he didn't show up. But we talked about that. We reconnected, and it was awesome. So that is so funny. But back to your guys' caddy. How? Who? Yeah. How did you get the master caddy? Look, easy choice. So what? Basically, what happened? And so I, I'm getting this information from Thomas, who was a very cheeky, very funny man. Everything was like a colloquialism, like everything. He spoke in riddles all day. It was amazing. So he told me that he intentionally picked up the heaviest bag, which was your bag. <laughs> so he picks up the heaviest bag knowing that one of the young guys is going to take it from him. Hunter picked up my bag, which was the lightest. I just have like a little Jones. Shout out Jones. Sponsor me. I have a little <laughs> Jones bag. That's just like a little tube. Like it's a carry bag. There's no legs. I mean, there's like, it's literally just the lightest thing you could possibly carry. And um, Hunter was like, no, 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 man. Like, let's switch bags. And I got him. I'm so jealous. I got this him. This is filled with my tears. <laughs> yeah. He he was honest. He is the most special person that I've met in golf. So really, like, I mean, he you was, owe me a thanks because oh my, my caddy had a back problem and he... And he carried the heaviest one. Yeah, well, he... Your caddy, Tom, mm -hmm. picked up my bag because it was the heaviest because mm -hmm. he didn't want Hunter to, to have to carry it. And then he still got which, it. Which, yeah. And I found that Honestly. out after the round that Hunter has a back problem and probably should not I have been so carrying bad. my heavy bag. But <laughs> whatever. But it worked out for you, Liz. So you that's great. You couldn't keep Thomas and I apart. Okay? Apparently it was not. like a moth to a flame. It was destiny. It was destiny. It, it Do was you destiny. think that's why she shot an 83? Because she had Tom? I know. So... If I beat you in rock, paper, scissors right now, does that mean we can switch scores? Because technically that would have been Absolutely me shooting. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. I mean, Thomas is good. I don't think he was uh, 30 strokes good. But hey. My caddy was uh, Logan. He was the man On too. the money with green reading. Like, oh, so insane. On the money. Like, it was so many greens where I was like, okay, Logan, like this is going to break left to right. So I'm going to hit it like left <laughs> to right. He's like, no, it's going to no, break no, the no, opposite no. way. You're wrong. But it clearly no, it's looks not. like it's going to break like left to right. I'm yeah, like, it's the ground is like yeah. this. And I'm he's like, telling you, sure? you it's going to go this way. And he's like, yeah, just trust me. So what do you think, as far as the round goes, how many strokes do you think a caddy helps you shed? Because for me, I mean, I yeah. shot terrible, mm -hmm. but it could have been much worse. I yeah. mean, there were greens oh, where... Dante's absolutely. Inferno it, I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely going right of the hole. Mm -hmm. And Hunter would be like, no, you want to aim like three feet left. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah, okay. exactly. And he was exactly right every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it definitely helps a lot. Like, I feel like if I did better with my short game, like I could have shot lower. But on the greens, if I was like, if it was myself, like reading, like out of... It, you can double my score, <laughs> yeah. Basically, because yeah. I would have shot the wrong way, like every or put it the wrong way every time. Yeah, every time. You feel the same way, Liz? I the biggest impact for me that Thomas had was chipping. Like mm -hmm. honestly, I I like there were many times where I was either looking at my chip shot, y'all's chip shot, and being like, I don't want to hit this shot. I don't want them to hit this shot because it sucks. Because <laughs> it's fucking sucks. brutal. Yeah. Like. 
chipping is the is the most bananas part about that golf course. It's all scary. Like yeah. it's you're dealing with speed, slope, elevation, but it's dodging a, a bunker, dod <laughs> yeah. you're chipping out of some waste bunker. Like it's mm-hmm. just you have everything working against you when you're chipping. And so it's that was the biggest benefit of having Thomas there. Like no doubt he helped me read. I did the same thing. I was like, he I, I don't know how many times Are I'd be like, sure? okay, I'm reading this. Just say the opposite. And that's the actual read. <laughs> yeah. But he definitely, it was so nice to talk through the game plan with chipping. I had the most success by keeping the ball low. Though I got up and down every single time, except when I hit the fucking sprinkler head on 17, which oh, I'm convinced yeah. I would have gotten that up and down. I hit that chip shot exactly the way I wanted to. It would have been within five, six feet. I'm convinced. Hit the sprinkler head. That was the only one. I didn't get up and down. Couldn't you had some unlucky breaks on the green yesterday. You had yeah. some yeah. pots you that did. I think you're you're under eighty. If uh, for sure they were looking really good too. I the the you crazy really thing good. there that two three feet past the hole there is like no two three feet past the hole anywhere else is mm-hmm. seven feet here. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. like Absolutely, it's, yeah. it's not, you think you could hit a great putt or even a great approach shot and you're still grinding. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's impossible to hit a close or keep yeah. a putt close. That's true. Chris, you, uh, you started off on one oh. with, I mean, it was <laughs> heartbreaking fire. to watch. I mean, uh, the you purest had... iron shot yeah. all day. Oh my gosh. You had a uh, birdie putt. Man. And then walk us through what, what happened after the birdie putt. So, yep, the greens bit me, man. Like, that's when I started to understand, okay, this is Pinehurst. Like, mm-hmm. tee shot on number one, pure. So Approach, good. pure. So good. I was like, okay, this putt can go in for a birdie. Like, I can start this day off right. No. Because you know what's no. funny? Thomas told me on the first hole, he said that was his favorite moment all day when I hit the green and mm-hmm. ended up in a bunker and then made my highest number all day on the first hole. He said that was his favorite moment because then you realize that like, this is, you you don't think it's going to go. I think so. I lost count. You tripled one. I I'm, it was either a six or a seven. What'd you do? I didn't want to talk about it. What'd you do? Quadruple or yeah. What what was it? It was hot. It's okay. I think my highest one was like nine. No, but on one. Oh, one. I think it was a double. Might have been a double. Double? Was it double? Okay. It wasn't a double. And I scrambled for bogeys. So it was more than a double. We've got oh, this on you record. You did scramble for bogeys. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. I, I feel I like... I have the worst tee shot, but... The best score. The yeah, best score. Yeah, yeah. I... And then says. the wheels fell off. Look, I think y'all both... Well, it's easy to say. We, I think we all three collectively played really, really well. Yeah, like, I score, agree. you cannot look at your score. <laughs> Dude, you, you putted the best out of all of us. Yeah. I'm, there were so many lip outs. There were so many ones that were just like, like screaming on the edge. I credit Hunter to my putting because I'm generally not a very good putter. But, uh, one thing I do want to talk about is, so one thing I've been trying to do is it's very easy for me to remember my worst shots. Like it's easy. I can go through any (laughs) round I play and I can name my five worst shots. I love this. What was your best shot yesterday? Chris. My best shot was probably the driver number one because like oh. I thought I was gonna shank that. Like I, th- I was trying to get you guys to go first, and then Liz was like, "No, go ahead." I was like, uh, "Are you sure?" You're like, "You don't know what you're saying." <laughs> so literally, like I just stepped up, didn't think about it, and it was probably my best shot. Yeah. It felt so good. Your driver where? Just uh, everywhere? No, just number one. Like, number one. Out of the yeah. Drive on number one. Yep. Out I will remember that forever. Yeah. That's impressive because that putt you made on twelve. That yeah, yeah, that was, that was right, yeah. really good because that was to like save that, yeah. a bogey. I think yeah, it was something. It was yeah. so good. Maybe that even a par. Really you may have made a par on that Maybe. par bogey. I'm, Maybe yeah, it's great. Like yesterday, like I don't even I don't remember like most of my shots just because like it just felt like I was in a weird dream, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I could just couldn't believe I was there. Yeah. So like just watching the video is gonna like help me remember like a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I remember like certain shots for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and you had our I don't know if they were our worst shots, but it was. Our worst sequence of oh, shots. Gosh, where we played me. ping pong from sand trap to sand trap yeah, over the is. par three yeah. green. Yeah, it was it was bad. It was that a was par fun. three. Let's tell us about the story with the bunkers. All right, I so don't want to talk about it. settle in, everybody. 
So can I just tell y'all, let me preface the story by the whole time Thomas was going, I was back in the bunker. That's going to be back in the bunker <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. He's the Rose King. So, so this was hole six. Um, hole six was him 238 mm. yards. I hit a driver. Par three. Par three. Par three 238. Yeah. And, um, one of my friends, Cole Young at Metalwood, literally, like when he was texting me the the inside scoop of how to play good golf here, on six, he literally was just like, "Hey, good luck. Just hit it to the center of the green." <laughs> can't, can't help. <laughs> I was it, like, just do hitting it to the center of the green there is a feat of its own. So there were bunkers left, right, very crowned green, very false front. Mm -hmm. So many of those holes like that. Yeah. My uh, playing partners uh, both hit it left into um, a bunker that sat very low. Oh and one of the things that I also learned through Thomas, they intentionally, at Pinehurst, they intentionally change sand to, to punish, to punish you. Disclaimer too, real quick. You can ground your club. Yes. In, in they're the always bunkers. For everybody watching the yes. video. Yes. So they are always bunkers. So the only reason that there are rakes in the bunkers is to um, allow the people behind you to have a nice lie, but you can ground your club. Yeah. So the problem is y'all both had very, um, you sat at the bottom of the bunker where there just wasn't a lot of sand. Yeah. Um, and the pin was on the left side, left center. So you had a little bit of room, but you really had to hit a good shot. Both of y'all bottomed out. <laughs> yeah. We got two screamers across the green. I did the same thing at one point in the day. It was it was easy to do. But then the problem was they had an even more difficult bunker shot yep. hitting downhill, down grain to a very limited location oh with that same bunker just past crazy. The, the pin. Yeah. Um, and then y'all did that a couple more times and then you yeah. made your cuts. Yeah, I went across into another waste bunker back into the same yeah, waste bunker just stayed in that bunker and then i think i hit three shots to get out of the waste bunker that which we were in is, that bunker for a little while that's, it was crazy. yeah that's yeah. that's real fun to yeah. do in front of yeah all, all sunburn and, yeah all sunburn <laughs> i have beach. never hit all five sunburn. sand shots in a row in my no, entire me life me either so to do it in front of cameras and you guys it, it felt really good it, it was, shows you how difficult it the was course fun is. Yeah. meanwhile and looking at faces around the green <laughs> and seeing people Seeing people trying to hold back laughter, that's really, you know, it's encouraging as a golfer. <laughs> like to literally see. Thomas, the, Thomas was like, this shot's even harder. Yeah. Oh, just kidding. This shot's even harder. Yeah. Like oh it gosh. was, he's, it, it was, it was honestly, it was tough to watch, but we all had those moments yeah. at some point. I mean, I missed three, four five footers multiple times yesterday. Mm -hmm. I'm sure y'all had that same taste of like, like, come on, like you just get it in the hole. Yeah. You can do this, like just get it in the hole. Every hole. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, I laced a driver to like 40 feet and made my par. But yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that, like the biggest thing I think for me is I've never played from that, the distance that we played from yesterday. That was far. It that was, far. yeah, incredibly no, like far. And par five. What was that yardage? Like a 610? <laughs> oh yeah. God. There were par Six, fours ten. that were 520 yards. yards. Oh my yeah. Goodness. So talk about that That's a little crazy. bit. For for you, yeah. have you ever played the distance that we played yesterday? No. And I, I, so on the scorecard, it's important to know, on the scorecard, it's 7,600 yards. 7,600 yards. We, so in the, in the U.S. Open, in the men's open, the women's open, they played they didn't play this distance, but at the men's open in 2014, they played it at approximately 73, but like 300, first off 300 yards is like not, it's still long. Yeah, it like is. it is it long. Is. Um, so all of those par fours that were over, you know, 400 and yeah. yeah, 490 yards mm -hmm. automatically. I'm considering those par fives. Like, yeah. There was Felt not like one single par, like of those, I keep wanting to call them par fives, of those par fours, there was not a single one that I could get to into. Yeah. Um. So I am just trying to make a birdie in my mind. Mm -hmm. What's your um, approach though going into that? Are you... Hit your driver as hard as you can. <laughs> <Whack> it. <laughs> hit it like... <laughs> 
you have nothing to lose. You have to play it as a three-shot hole anyway. You do have an outsider's chance yeah. of hitting a green and two. Hit it as hard as you fucking can. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, I hit my driver really well, but I still was nowhere close. Like, there were par... Um, t- I mean, two... I had 270 yards into a par oh my four yeah. and I smoked a driver. Mm-hmm. It's all you can like do. Your best shot. Yeah. It's, it's all you can do. It's so funny too. So like there, there are literally like only two par fives on the course. Yeah. Par seven. But like every time we got to a hole, I'm like, so Logan, this par is five. a par five, right? No. He's like, no, this is a four. No. Yeah. Next hole. Oh, that's long. It's, it's a par five, right? Mm-hmm. Nah, this, this is a four. <laughs> so it felt like every hole was a par five. It was crazy. I mean, the one, the one crazy. par four that we came to, um what was it 15 14 that i mm. the drivable one that we all kind of oh went for? Yeah, yeah yeah that hole was still al- was oh almost the same distance as the par three six but it felt so it was much- like 20 yards longer yeah it's like insane yeah. like it d- length there is just it's and the fucked up thing is is that length it's is not the best defense that that course has no. like aaron hills long the longest U.S. Open course history. That is its big defense. I mean, you saw mm-hmm. the wind wasn't up, and the guys played super well. Yeah. And then it's it's long, but it's like it's well, it's, it's still hard as shit. <laughs> yeah. But like here, it's it's just different because you're working with length, Everything. crazy greens, yep. crazy chip shots. Like I I the I know it's going to translate. Oh my god! Yeah. You like that that other? We were sloping, and they were like, yeah. "If you don't hit it on the right side, if you yeah. hit it anywhere left, it's automatically yeah. gone." Yeah. I hit the right yep. center of the fairway, and I was in the waste bunker on the left. Crazy! Yeah. I hit the center of the. Shot. You hit the center of the green. You're in a left shot. bunker. Yeah. Bananas. We've talked a lot this weekend or this week. What is today? Yeah, we've don't talked. I literally have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> that. But we've talked this week about how important it is to. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the game of golf. Yeah. Uh, me and you talked a little bit about, you know, the competitive aspect of growing mm-hmm. up and playing, you know, through high school, college, mm-hmm. you as a pro. Sometimes it can uh, it can drain you and you start to not enjoy the game. Yeah. Do you feel like, do you both feel like if you had to play courses like that every day, would you still enjoy it? Would you enjoy yeah. playing from that distance? Yeah, because yeah, I know they're not all going to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Like, if I could, I I felt I was really close to breaking my goal, meeting my goal, by breaking my goal. And I think I could have gotten there. I think I could do it. I think I could break 80 if I went and played again. Mm-hmm. Even if, if Even if it was the same pacing, the same circumstances, I think I could do it. I think I could do it. I would say for me, so I would definitely like, I could definitely play here every day. Oh my God. Because I think that's the thing about golf. Like one and being an athlete too. Like I love the challenge that it brings. Like I feel like playing here, like I can play anywhere in the world now. Like I feel that confident. Mm -hmm. Um, But also I think that's the interesting thing about golf, like not taking it too serious. And I think that's why a lot of people shy away from the sport because they're like, Oh man, if I'm like shanking it all the time, or if I can't like really play, like I'm not gonna really have People fun. People take golf so too serious, fucking too serious. Yeah. And guess yeah. what? No one cares. No, how nobody does. You play. Yeah, exactly. It's just good to be out there. I I have played in like so many proams, so many like you know events where there are very different types of golfers. Mm-hmm. I have seen people break shit, throw shit, and. No one cares how you play. The like, only bro, thing that people care about is having a nice time yeah. and being yeah. around people that make them better. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. For me, I had to. Uh, so my caddy gave me a scorecard. I knew that uh, you know the producers and everybody they were keeping score for us, mm-hmm. but I was still keeping my own score on my <laughs> scorecard only because Hunter gave me a scorecard. And uh, after about five holes, I was like. Fuck I, this. I'm throwing this away. And, uh, you know, I went over to Haley and I was like, you've got scores under control, right? I don't need to keep it. That's so but funny. for me to, to enjoy it, so funny. if I were to play Pinehurst number two from whatever, 7,300, 7,600 yards, mm-hmm. I couldn't keep score. I, w- I wouldn't enjoy it if I kept score every yeah. day. It would have to be yeah. 
you know, just kind of like how I finished the round yesterday. That's a great point. And just say, all right, scores don't matter. Yeah. Just Score, enjoy the experience. Yeah. Have fun with everybody that's here. You know, talk to Hunter, talk to yeah. Liz, talk to Chris, yeah. talk to Eric, talk to everybody from RGC and just enjoy it. Yeah. Kind of build those relationships and build, you know, memories rather than don't walk out of here with the only memory being the score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really important to remember. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think that that's something that, you know, younger golfers, which is kind of who I'm trying to gear my podcast towards people that, uh, focus too much on score, mm-hmm. which I think younger people do a lot. Oh yeah. And you're not going to get better at golf by, just focusing on score. Yeah. You need to focus on the other aspects of it. Mm-hmm. If if you start to not enjoy golf, yeah. you're not going to play any better. No, yeah, that's true. you're not. I yeah. think, you know, like just being in a competitive environment at a really, at like a national competitive environment as a child, you are, it unintentionally, whether you have a great support system or not, it's so difficult to make sure it doesn't become your identity and your score it hangs in the balance of your score like i remember countless of (laughs) countless bad rounds bad moments like little flashbacks where i'm like (laughs) why did i do that when i was a kid yeah but like it's it's so much harder to um it's stupid but it's so much more difficult to be kind to yourself especially on a golf course it's so easy to wear yourself down Mm -hmm. And it all hangs in the balance of a score. And you're right. just, it just beats into your head when you're a little kid too. Absolutely. And yeah. that's why, you know, when I was talking earlier about how I can remember from around afterwards, my five worst shots, but it's hard for me to remember. Like remember your best. Pick my five best. Yeah. And as people, you know, in everything, in life, in golf, we should, we need to start concentrating more on what was I doing when I was successful? Mm-hmm. You know, remember your your five best mm-hmm. things that you did during the day rather than your five worst things. And you can always learn from failure. Absolutely. But you should try to learn from your successes as well, just as much. And I think that that's, it's important for us as golfers, as people to, you know, focus on that. Focus more on the positive than the negative. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what, RGC has always been about Absolutely. and it's it's more about enjoying the game rather than becoming a better player necessarily. Yeah, absolutely. And if you you enjoy it, you will naturally become better. Oh my god, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think like I know that when I was a kid, I wish I had these resources. I wish I had a podcast like this. I wish I had RGC. I didn't think golf was not cool for me mm-hmm. until I was 20 seven yeah i'm 29 now golf wasn't cool for me until two years ago Mm -hmm. because there wasn't this kind of sense of community yeah that's true it's it's intentionally ostracizing groups of people Mm -hmm. marginalizing groups of people like just like when you when you think of a golfer you don't think of three people that look like us Mm -hmm. like if you were to just ask the general public sure and then you actually go to a golf course this is in the top 10 of hardest golf courses in the U.S. You come to a golf course like this and you meet people. I mean, we saw a guy in a Hawaiian t-shirt button up today. <laughs> it it's like you yeah. you realize that the there is no idea of the average golfer anymore. It's mm-hmm. anyone. Or, yep. you know, it still has. Look, we still got to get it together. Certainly. Like we still have to keep pushing the needle. Sure. But it's becoming so much more than what the average public or like what the average person the you know thought it was. And it's so special. Yep. Absolutely. And I think that's what Random Golf Club stands for. Like I mean, it literally says it in the tagline like it's All are a, welcome. Yeah, all are welcome. And I think that's that's important and mm-hmm. that's how you grow the game like from getting yep. it from kind of like the stuffy feeling or like kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, I got money so like I play to There's always room for that person. Exactly. There's exactly. always going to be a fucking rich dude that can show up and play wherever they want yeah exactly you know so 
yeah. there has to be a seat at the table for everyone else. It has to be. It has to. Because that, that kind of culture, like, you know, definitely with, like, us in our age group, um, like, that kind of whole, like, like kind of stuffy. It's, it's gone away. Like, you can yeah, definitely bye. feel like culture is kind of shifting, like, yes. in the world for sure. And, um, like, I mean, everyday people... Like playing golf, that's that's what's going to grow the the future of golf. Like you have like hoodie Definitely. golf now. Like yeah, that wouldn't have happened like years ago. Like wearing polos and stuff was a thing. So and not you know. Couldn't tell you the last time I wore a polo. Yeah, I wore one yesterday. <laughs> I was going to wear a hoodie, but it was too hot outside. So. <laughs> no, y'all looked great. I love hoodie golf. I support it. Y'all look great. Ad reads. Ad reads. Come on, get in there. Ad reads. Come on, come on. It's the jingle. Ad reads. One more. Come on. Give it to me. Ad reads. Coinbase. <laughs> Coinbase, folks. Uh, do you identify as crypto curious? I'm I'm you're curious, right? I'm curious about when we're dropping an NFT. You got crypto, right? Yeah, I got a little crypto. I got a little crypto. I use Coinbase. Uh, Coinbase makes learning to buy and sell simple. But guess what? You don't sell it. Am I allowed to say don't sell it? Is that diamond hands, folks? Keep hold on to it. Not that I know anything. But uh, cryptocurrency might feel like a secret or exclusive club. And that's not really what we're about because the RGC Coinbase app, that's not coming. Anyway, they believe that everyone everywhere should be able to get in the door. Uh, so um, much coin, such base. I kind of like that one. Yeah, we've used it before. Much coin. Such base. So if you've been following the cryptocurrency craze, now's the time to start getting involved. Uh, so head over to uh, coinbase.com slash EAL show. To get $10 in free Bitcoin, sign up at coinbase.com slash EAL show for $10. $10 in free Bitcoin. That's real money. Uh, so thanks, Bitcoin, for supporting the podcast and get down with millions of other people in, in over 100 countries that trust Coinbase with their digital assets. Bowl and branch, the sheets that changed it all. Oh, yeah. Uh, the highest quality threads on earth for superior softness and a better night's sleep. You're going to head over to bowlandbranch.com. Uh, and use the promo code EAL show for 20% off through the end of April. So get focused. Yeah, get on that because I'm, I'm talking ethically sourced all in and that's the good part. And you're going to immediately feel the difference. Uh, they're 100% free of toxins, meaning no pesticides. I hate when I get some pesticide in the bed uh, or formaldehyde, which is disgusting. Uh, you know, I shower with that though, actually, strangely enough. It really gets the. Uh, it's a good exfoliant. <laughs> anyway, but no, seriously, Bowling Branch doesn't use it. So you're not going to get it there. Anyway, it's the deepest mattress fit you've ever had. And uh, thank you, Bowl and Branch. Head over to B-O-L-L-A-N-D branch.com. Use the promo code EAL show for 20% off. Uh, eight sleep. I mean. I fell asleep just seeing the, the pod, name. Yeah. So it's it's sleep theme today, I guess. Oh. Beep boop, beep boop. You just got rated a 75% score on your snore. Dude, uh, I get my scores on the 8 sleep. I've been sleeping on the 8 sleep. And that icy cold mattress is so nice. The temperature cover is what adjusts for each side of the bed based on your sleep stages. So it heats up and cools down as I go into REM, deep sleep, and light sleep. And uh, Snowball likes it too. I can tell he's a lot more rested. He's bopping around the house. Uh, his arthritis is going away. Um, it can vary between f 55 degrees and 110 degrees. That would be a fun <laughs> prank. Hey, honey, why are you sweating? <laughs> Listen, the deal with the eight sleep mattress is it's top of the line. It's the Tesla for your bed. Uh, you're going to get it at eight sleep.com slash EAL show. I've talked to this with a few professional athletes. Yeah. They're interested. I don't know if they're going to use the code. Jay Carrietta. Go you use the code. Use the code, He Jake. wants to get it. They're telling you this uh, episode is grateful to 8sleep for sponsoring it, and my back is also grateful to 8sleep. Number 8, S-E-L-E-E-P. Check it out. Simply Safe, folks. Uh, you know I love uh, the break-in protection. What is it? That my Simply Safe home security system <laughs> I've gives never me. seen anything like this. We get, we get ad reads. <laughs> we get copy. And this copy came across from my desk It's today. just written. They wrote it for yeah. you. Guys, it's not always outside forces that you need Simply Safe's protection from. This is Josh's story, a customer from Indiana. A few months ago, he fell asleep with pizza rolls in the oven. Josh, no. It could have been disastrous because he would have burned the pizza and died. So thousands of dollars in damages to his kitchen and home. Or worse, luckily, Joshua has the comprehensive Simply Safe program equipped with everything to prevent break-ins and smoke detectors to sniff out fires. He started awake. 
He startled awake and sound of a decibel alarm. It's 95 decibel alarm from his Simply Safe base station. <laughs> Seconds later, he got a call from a Simply Safe professional saying, "What the fuck, Josh?" <laughs> the pizza rolls didn't make it, but Josh did. Holy shit. Go to simplysafe.com/eal show. That's S I M P L I S A F E. Because uh, you want to take care of the pizza buns in the oven. Listen, it's uh, under a dollar a day. Uh, they got plans with no hidden fees. Honestly, Josh <laughs> is the MVP here. Uh, he had the Simply Safe, and then he used it well. He burned his own house do you down. Think, do you think there's a chance that the Simply Safe marketing apartment started that fire? I tell you what, I want to get Josh on the pod. Uh, Joshua, <laughs> I want to talk to you about uh, the the pizza rolls. What what brand? Should we get them yeah. on the pod? Let's, we, could can you imagine if our next sponsor was the pizza rolls? I love it. Back to the show, everybody. Thanks for supporting the podcast, all y'all. Simply Safe, Bowl and Branch, Eight Sleep, and of course Coinbase. Back to the show. All right, so we're gonna wrap this up with uh, we've got a few questions from the random golf club community, and they've got questions for us because we're famous now. I mean, so. <laughs> I've been famous. Yeah. I- I'm Academy Award winning. <laughs> All right. So this has been great talking with both of you. Yes. And uh, the entire week has been amazing. Yeah. And I'll always remember this. And Yeah, I know we'll keep in touch. But uh, we're going to wrap things up today by uh, fielding some questions from the random golf club viewers. So, uh, let's go. Let's yeah, let's check them out. Uh, okay, so Chris. All right. I'll start with you. Uh, this is from Mikey. Mikey, what's Mikey? up? How did you decide when you were good enough to play the kind of courses that are featured in the Breaking Series? <laughs> Bro, my gosh. You just Don't gotta... at this are man. Are you good enough? Don't <laughs> at this man. That so, is yeah. hilarious. So just going to spoiler alert, I shot 83 um, oh, get the fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, on the damn through 13. Are you fucking kidding? No, I think so. You just got to jump out there. Like, yeah, it's, it's so crazy. So, like, when I first started playing, I was playing from the tips. Like, Damn. there's no way I should have been playing, like, from the tips, like, at any course. Absolutely but, like, not. I just did it. Like, I just, like, if you just get out of your head that, like, you're not scared to do a certain thing and just do it, like, it's going to be so much easier to, like, do it after that. So, um, I mean, just challenge yourself. Like, that's how you get better. Practice makes perfect, right? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Okay, so uh, Liz, uh, we'll go with you. We'll say uh, from Sean, what is more important at number two? At Pinehurst number two from the U.S. Open Tees, what is more important, your driver or your putter? Oh, my God. Hey, plot twist, they're both really fucking important. Like, (laughs) guess what? You have to hit it far. But Sean wants to know which one's more important. if you're if you're playing from the goddamn woods, then your driver is more important. <laughs> if you're playing from the fairway, that's a good answer. Then your putter that's is important. Answer. It's all it's it's all really important. Yeah. The greens were probably Thomas tried to tell me that they were rolling a twelve, but it depends which way the grain is. If you're putting down grain, they're like a twenty on the stimp. If you're putting into the grain, then maybe they're a twelve. They're both really fucking important. There you can't. You have to hit it far, straight. And putt well. That's true. That's a great answer. <laughs> yeah. I would say uh, putter. That's my answer. Hot take. <laughs> Hot <Putter>. take. <laughs> Sean? 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 It's your putter. Okay? <laughs> I can't pick. I drove it lights out, and I thought I putted okay. but <laughs> Okay. And uh, let's go with... Uh, he got my ass. All right, Chris. What impact did the camera crew have on your performance? Do you feel that it elevated your game or degraded your game? Oh, it definitely elevated my game. First off, well, okay, my score didn't reflect kind of, but yeah, so I don't funny. think it affected me neg- ne- like negatively at all. Like, first of all, shout out to the camera crew. Those guys move like they're like carrying the cameras like backing up and like they don't even know what's behind them. But they, like yeah. they have like the sixth sense like, oh, shoot, it's a T thing right there. Or like it's it's like it's, wild. it's something right there yeah. behind me. Like they were moving. So I don't think that it like affected it at all. Like if anything, like I was like, all right, like 
my man's like Kefir, like he he's got me like on on the camera right now. Like I gotta hit this junk pure. Like so it it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Is Kefir your favorite RGC team member? Whoa! I love them all. I love them all. Good answer. Everybody was like unique in their own way. Good like answer. I love like. <laughs> you can be honest. You can be honest. I mean, he, he was favorite. he was definitely my favorite camera guy because you told was, me afterwards that Kefir's Kefir's your favorite. favorite. <laughs> he was awesome though. Like yeah. Kevin was awesome, man. He was awesome. <laughs> Never heard of him. That's because we worked together though. I don't know about your situation, but we had something good. Jordan going. was better. Okay, so we've got Robbie. Robbie wants to know, Liz Pinehurst number two. Is it overrated or underrated? Look, I used to have a crush on a guy in undergrad named Robbie. Okay. So Robbie, and if Robbie Liz would have asked me this you? question, I would have said, it's fucking hard. It is. It is, it is. Like, there is, so it's underrated because you're not on the property. Yeah. Like, if you are on the property, you realize, like, holy shit, I am about to get ch- chewed the fuck up. Like I'm gonna get chewed up, spit out, stepped on. Like there is nothing. I I have had the privilege, and yeah, I play good golf, so I've been able to play great golf courses. I have played major championship golf courses. This is really fucking hard. Like this surpasses. This is the hardest golf course I've ever played, walked on, seen. Like there were chip shots that I was truly terrified to hit. I felt like I was going to get it not even be able to keep it on the green mm-hmm. it's underrated it is i agree too and this is quote that tiger had um in the clubhouse he said that the unique thing about pinehurst is that you have so many options available like you can you hit the can, same shot with three clubs yeah like you can putt out of the sand you can like putt from like the like by like the 40 yards off the green. yeah you can and like that's what makes it so difficult because like you have so many options like yeah it's nuts yeah, it's, it's sorely underrated. Yeah. Speaking of the clubhouse, Peter would like to know, what did y'all get from the pro shop? Oh, man. For me, I think the most special thing I got was, uh, so we I got this flag, Pinehurst number two flag, and I uh, got the entire like production crew to like, sign it. Got the players to oh, sign it. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is the hardware. Shout out. There it is. This is the hardware. Dang, that's pretty. That's pretty. So this is something that's going to be with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, it's not bad. This is very special. That's good. Yeah. That's good. What about you, Liz? You me? Um, nothing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I got two hats. I got a hat for my brother. Um, my brother's favorite golfer was Payne Stewart. So, awesome. um, yeah, that was the first thing he... So he called me... He's called me like a dozen times. It's My brother is the most... He's a golf encyclopedia. So he calls me. We're on the putting green. And he's like, first thing, I'm like, hey, Chris, what's up? He's like, have you seen the statue? I'm like, yeah, Chris, I'm fucking looking at it right now. What? <laughs> and he's, and he like, he knew every shot. He knew what, how long the putt was. He had on 18. It was 15 feet. It was for par. Um, so I bought him a hat. Uh, I brought my boyfriend a hat. Um, and then I actually got myself uh, an alignment stick cover. Um, I needed one. It matched my bag. I look sick. It looks sick. Oh. Does it? Okay. Uh, last question. And... Who's this from? This is from Matt. Uh, Chris, you first. What surprised you the most about participating in the breaking series? Um, so not course uh, specific. I'll I'll do that second. I would say just like how hard the production team works. Like it's not just setting up cameras and then you're recording the entire time. Like they have schedules, like there's meetings, like, there's things that they're organizing like behind the scenes. Like yeah. it's so much work yeah. that they do. Like they're not just carrying around a camera no. just to get yeah. it. Like yeah. it's not it's, just Eric walking around with an iPhone. No, ex- exactly. <laughs> like it's a, it's a, this it's is Eric like sprinting with an iPhone. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this is like a full, like, pr- like media for like, this is real life. Like this yeah. is freaking real. So yeah. it was mm-hmm. awesome. And then yeah. I would say uh course specific, uh, the freaking green, like the whole freaking course, man. It was hard, but it was so much fun. Like, yeah. I would do this a million times over. Like, I yeah. really would. Yeah. I really would. Yeah, it's special. Liz, you? So, I would say that my, honestly, my biggest surprise was in relation to the golf course. Like, I haven't, like, I <laughs> I feel like I've said the same fucking thing. Chipping! <laughs> like, short game here, 
I, I, my success was keeping the ball low and on the ground mm -hmm. and I had a ton of success that way. But if I had to hit a shot over anything, I, I would have just been like, look, put me a double bar. I'm out. I'm leaving. I'm walking. Yeah, I'm taking my I max agree. score. Sword I'm leaving. Key here. Like I, I was mostly surprised at the difficulty of the green complexes. One was the hardest green oh, complex yes. and it's your first hole. Mm -hmm. I, you know, like, yeah, absolutely. This is such, there's no preparation for how much of an emotional toll this golf course takes on you. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it wears you down to nothing. <clears throat> and then, true. yeah, I mean like, of course production, it's like, how do you, how do you capture moments and make mm -hmm. it something tangible that you can then have people feel a part of, yeah. you know, I, and I hope that, you know, it's, it's like the audience is our fourth player. Mm -hmm. You know, the people that watch this, the RG, the whole RGC community is our fourth player. Yeah. And, they have to like y'all got to make sure that that happens. Yeah. How exactly. the fuck do you do that? You have to be everywhere. Yeah. So you know, for me, my my biggest surprise was for sure, uh, fear. Yeah. <laughs> Just fear. I feel like if I like played a practice round before, I could have shot lower. There's no no. Cause the, no, no. Cause those greens no. like. Those greens, man, they were crazy. They were crazy. I played one. Uh, yeah. yeah, look at this guy. No. <laughs> yeah, I played one in June, and yeah, it didn't help me. But uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure uh, it's been awesome, meeting man. you guys, playing with you guys, getting to know you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for everything. Thank, thank the RGC community, yes. the crew, everybody that's involved. This was an amazing experience that... I know I won't forget. I'm sure you guys won't either, but it's been a pleasure. So thanks for coming and thanks for being on the show, guys. Yep. Thank you. And until next Thank time, so right? Yeah. We'll see you. Yep. See ya.